Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into 2024 and Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself back here to start some new episodes in the new year. And we're going to talk about lazy money. Is it a still, is it still a concern in 2024, especially with some conversation that the, uh, the fed had at the end of the year. So that's going to be our topic this week on the program. Welcome to the year, new year, buddy. What's going on? Yeah. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Happy new year. Yeah, man. Happy new year to you yeah. too. Good holiday. Yeah, it was really good. It's always good to, to get some time off, spend it with, um, family and so and then you're ready to be done <laughs> right ready to to be back at it again so right yeah yep. it's a weird thing right it's like i don't know how you know folks watching if you were off a little bit if you're already retired you're just going well we're already always well, yeah what are you talking so, about what are you talking about we don't Saturday, so. <laughs> uh but if you're like a pre-retiree or something and you, you you know check out our show uh if you're like me you're like oh man I gotta be back at it today so we're it's the first day it's the first thing i'm doing after like 12 days yep. off so I'm already off to the races. Uh, yeah, same thing. We usually work. take time off between the, the holidays and, yep. you know, I'll come in and do a couple of things here and there if something yep. needs to be done. But in general, we're, we're off. So, yeah. Are you, uh, are you into the new year, new me stuff? Uh, as you and I were joking, I'm having the world's no. worst smoothie we're, right we're now. Smoothie now. Then they're done that. It's like, you know, I, I don't think it's worth it at this yeah. point. Well, I usually don't, but this year I thought I'd try something different. I usually give, don't do resolutions. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I don't usually do resolutions and stuff like that. But this year I decided, and I don't really, I've never really done journaling. I don't know if you're familiar okay. with that kind of stuff, but I decided to just kind of, you know, nothing big, just kind of get started easy. Write, but write your thoughts down. I just yeah. jotted down five things I wanted to accomplish in 2024. Uh, and I just okay. kind of wrote them down. Basic, obviously, lose weight is going to be on there. It's always is. But, you know, at 52 and with heart heart issues and stuff, it's not the worst idea. Right. It's not it's not, not, at all. not it's at not all. lose weight to look better in my swimsuit. Right. It's lose weight to maybe not die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. To, to improve uh, life expectancy and quality of right, life. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 So I, that's one of, that's one of the five. So I thought I'd give it a try. Yep. So maybe we'll, well they, they always say, if you don't write them down, the goal's down, you know, that's, that's it's, supposedly it's not going to happen. Right? So that that's way you what I thought I'd try. back at and say, Hey, here we go. Yeah. That's what I thought I'd hold, try. Hold, right? your, hold your foot to the fire. So. Exactly. Cause I've never really done that. So, you know, maybe we'll touch base on that throughout the, uh, throughout yeah, the year as we're doing, doing the podcast and stuff and talking about and the financial stuff as well. Uh, but Hey, if you're in the same boat, folks, you know, follow along with me, right? If you hadn't, if you didn't yep. do it, try it real fast, right? If you're checking out this video or the audio podcast, write down five things you want to accomplish in 2024. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and follow along with us as we go through the year and, and even, you know, drop us a line on the YouTube comments and say, Hey, yeah, I'm doing, you know, this X, Y, goal. or Z. Yep. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. Maybe it's a financial goal you know, or whatever the case might be. So lots of good stuff you can maybe accomplish in that. Absolutely. But with all that said, it's, it's, a, it's a new year, fresh slate. So. Yeah, why not? Right. I mean, yep. I've never been big on it, but I thought, yeah, let's try it. What the heck? Right. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. Shake it up a little bit. So <laughs> let's get into our topic this week, Phil. And again, this could fit right into that conversation piece, right? So, yep, you know, the, the whole lazy money bit, right? Which is basically money. You got too much money sitting in savings account or whatever, right? That's yep. not doing you maybe any good. Now, obviously the last little bit, the rates right. been were ticking up, interest rates got higher. So you maybe did find some places where that lazy money was doing a little bit better. But as I mentioned, the Fed is talking about cutting, um, uh, I guess, right? I guess, am I saying that the right way or is it the opposite way? No, I mean, they, they, they haven't come out outright and said that they will, but they've kind of hinted at it by right. lowering yeah. their target. 
the yeah. target rate, which Thank implies you. that, okay, we're here today to get to that rate. There has to be some rate cuts. Yeah. So Powell, yeah, let me, let me now in the end of the year. So. Yeah. So let me read this real fast. So Jer uh, Jerome Powell, the Fed chairman, right. Yep. Uh, held an interest rates, uh, uh, press conference. I want to say like what the last yep. two weeks of the year FMOC, or something like that. Yep, yep. Uh, and basically said that they were looking at the interest rates were uh, to 4.6 down from 5.1 in September. And, and of course hinted that they were looking at possibly doing uh, anywhere. I heard from up to from four to up to maybe six uh, in right. this new calendar year that they got to be careful, right? Cause then that could, they, they worry about the yeah. inflation issue again. Right. Right. And that's always the challenge is, you know, too much too soon. Do they, they start reacting, overreacting and mm -hmm. lowering that interest rate and then let inflation take off again. So they got to so. be very kind of cautious. So they're going to watch and see how the numbers, I imagine they're probably going to be waiting for fourth quarter numbers to come in. Right. And that'll oh, I'm probably sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't personally, I don't think you're going to see any rate cuts probably until at least the second quarter, maybe even in, into the third. Really? Okay. You okay. Know, it kind of depends, obviously, on the numbers and what things happen, but just from right. what I've kind of heard and, you know, they, they're implying, so. Well, so for certainly the first quarter, right, which is January, February, I March. mean, it's, right, right, right. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about lazy money and just what we're doing so like if you jumped in and got a a CD last year, for example, right, and you were able to go to your bank and get a higher rate CD, cool, right? If you got a five, right. you know, 5% CD or something, great. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely out there. So hopefully you didn't do it for any long term because they're not offering them for real long anyway, because they they see this writing on the wall. too. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I mean, but, that, that's kind of being foretold. If you look at that, you know, any yeah. of the rates, a one year CD. Then you go out to like an 18 month or a two year. Well, the rate's probably actually lower than the one yeah. month or one year. I mean, so yeah, I think I saw a 36 yeah, so they, they know. and it was like way down. <laughs> yeah. So I think that yeah, I saw yeah. one where it was 5% on a 12 month and it was like a 3% or something on a, on a 24. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what is lazy money though? For, I guess I should backtrack a little bit, Phil, for folks. Oh, who la aren't lazy with money is, is going to be more kind of money. You don't have a purpose for. Right. I mean, it's just it, money in the bank is probably a, a good way to think of it. You know, now sometimes, yeah, you do have a purpose for the money in the bank if you're saving specifically for, you know, whatever it is. You've got a, you know, reserve account that you put money in to, to pay your property taxes and insurance each year. Or, you know, you have that Christmas fund or things like that. But beyond that, it's just, you know, money that um, you don't really have a purpose for it. You're saving it, you know, no real long term goal. And, over the last year, it's been easy to, to let that just sit there because markets have been volatile, you know, though up. People and we like usually that. have this in checking, saving, CD, money yeah. market, right? Yeah, exactly. Your typical money in the bank scenario. Yeah. Um, and and, and, and a lot I mean, of times it's, it's not keeping up with inflation, clearly. You know, well, it now, never does. Right. Historically, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, there, there will be times where it's going to exceed inflation slightly. But historically, long periods of time, any money in the bank will never keep up with inflation. That's not what it's designed to do. Yeah, I mean, so even if you were excited about that 5%, it, you know, we, again, we know the inflation. When we were running it, yeah, inflation at 7, 8. I mean, come on. You're, you're and even if they money. were saying it was, you know, down to 5% and you were getting 5%, you know, go to the store and buy something and, you know. You know better right. than that, right? Right. Uh, so it, basically you're losing, oftentimes with lazy money, you're just losing purchasing power, right? So right. let's kind of take that. Long term, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. let's take that into the conversation of, of why it's important to, you know, as part of the, the thing that you do when you're building a plan for somebody, when you're trying to get them set for accomplishing their financial goals, 
Part of that is figuring out how to use the money in different areas, right? So whether you're retired or pre-retiree, having that emergency fund or that money sitting on the side and and liquid accounts that you can get to quick and easy, there's got to be, there's got to be a conversation about what that number is and what's the right amount. Cause you may have people that are in different States. Like you may have uh, a couple that are there filling the, and you know, one party is like, I want, you know, hundred grand in the savings account because it makes me sleep better at night. And the other one's like, no, let's be a little more aggressive with that. And your job is to try to help them find that, that right amount that works for all of that, not just the, the emotional side, but also obviously the financial side. Right. And I mean, that, that emergency fund type money is really what we're talking about in our bucket scenario. It's that now bucket, you know, so money that we're typically not planning on spending, it's just there for emergencies. You know, which pre-retirees, it has a much different meaning because the the general thought for an emergency fund is, okay, what happens if income stops, right? You lose your job, job, right? You know, some kind of a transition. So now I have to have some place to to be able to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. But when you're in retirement, I mean, you've lost your job on purpose, right? So now you're retired. You better have an income stream already planned out from other investments. So still, that shouldn't be necessarily that income stream money. Yeah. And so so what's that right amount, right? Yeah. How much should go there? I mean, as a retiree, it it really, I I always say it's a, it's a personal preference, you know, and I always encourage individuals not to have too much, you know, just for the, the I mean, I I used a hundred thousand dollars. I used a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, well, what, what emergency are you going to have? That's a hundred grand. Right. Right. I mean, I always describe it as look, personally, what I would say is have enough there to pay for whatever you would need, you know, or want, and and you just want it, you're going to have to get it, right? So the roof's leaking, you know, you don't know where you're going to get the money. It doesn't matter. It's it's leaking. You got to get it fixed, right? right? So write the check, get it done. Now let's figure out how to replenish it, you know? So whether that's 20, 30, 40, 50,000, whatever it is, I mean, it's up to you and every client's going to be different. But this is where there's always kind of back to that the discussion we've had many times about the head rule and the tummy rule, right? So right. the head rule, the math, you know, the math behind it might say 20, 30,000, something of that nature, depending on your budget, you know, but some people have that tummy rule to say, oh, you know, I just get really uncomfortable when money in the bank is less than 50,000, 100,000. I mean, I have some clients at that level that's and there's no right or wrong answer with any of this. It's it's knowing pros and cons, right? Knowing that, okay. So let me ask you that though. So yep. your job as the advisor, so somebody's sitting there and they're like, okay, the, it, my tummy rule makes me feel better having, you know, this hundred grand. And I mean, how do, do you try to approach that with saying, okay, I get it, but this is why this is not smart, or this is why it's not a, you know, the best scenario for you and try to kind of get them back to a place where it's maybe a little bit more realistic and, and letting that money not be lazy, I guess, trying to assign right. that money a job, right? Yeah, and that's really the idea of, of not letting it be lazy to, to actually grow over time, right. keep up with inflation or, or exceed it. Um, I mean, that, that will be a discussion we have, but at the end of the day, this is the process through the planning and, and investments as well. It's not my money, it's theirs. You know, so sure. my goal, my my role in this whole process is advice. You know, and what I would do isn't necessarily what they would do. And it should you be lay because out we're some, all personal. Some strategies, right? right but say, I, okay, I here's, yeah. You know, I would say, you know, think of it more like this of what are some of those larger expenses that you might need? You know, what, what's the biggest check you've ever written? 
when you needed something, right? <laughs> okay, all right. And, and I mean, a house, okay, so that's kind of these one-off scenarios. If there's large purchases that are more planned, well, that's a different situation. That can be in addition to, it, it might end up in that quote-unquote lazy money bucket for a short period of time, but that was planned. You know, so to me, lazy money is more just it's there, right? You don't really plan on having it go below a certain level. We're not spending it. It's just money kind of in and out, but it stays at that, whatever that level is. So that's really that lazy money. And, and as long as they understand the pros and the cons of, hey, okay, you're you got 100,000 sitting in the bank and it's a much different discussion today when you might be getting four or 5% on that money versus a year ago, you know, two years ago where you, where you were getting a half a percent, you know, much different scenario then where people were kind of anxious of, Hey, I got this money sitting in the bank doing nothing. What do I do with it? Yeah. You know, and to your point, where, where is it going? Cause we're just as human beings, we, we kind of lose sight of where we've been and where we might be going. It's always, what is it today? It's comfortable. So I want to make, if you're one of those folks that are going in to see an advisor and saying, I want to get to retirement as soon as possible, but you're also sitting there saying, I need a hundred thousand dollars in the savings account to make me sleep better at night. You really need to do some conversation about what's, you know, like, how do you attain the goals that you're truly after? Right. Because you may need to take some of that money out of the savings account and be a little more aggressive with it. Again, every scenario is different. I'm not saying run out and get, get aggressive right this minute, but talk with your advisor and be honest about that, right, Phil? Because how else are you going to accomplish the goals? It's it's you can't get everything you want. You can't have your cake and eat it too, kind of conversation. And if you're not in a place where you can have the hundred thousand plus have the retirement goals that you you know met, yes. then you have to be willing to maybe you know play around with that. And that's where your job comes in to give options and go, okay, here's what we could do, right. And that's really the key is, is laying out that plan. I mean, if, if you have enough other resources set aside, that's going to satisfy your retirement income need to move point and, and you have a hundred thousand in the bank that it's there because you're comfortable with it. Then, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a personal decision of, Hey, that's fine. You know, the that's a move point. Yeah. Cool. If, great. If you, if you want to keep it there and earn now 5%, that's awesome. But you know, maybe right. in a year from now, two, 2%, maybe, you know, I don't know if we'll get down to that half percent like we've ever seen before Maybe because yeah. inflation was pretty low. I mean, mortgage rates the way, you know, I, I, I don't know if we'll we'll get back there or at least not probably anytime real soon. Right. You know, but still the, the big picture, long term, lazy money, you will never earn enough to keep up with inflation long term. Historically, it just does not happen. It's not what it's designed for. So. For somebody like that, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter to them financially. It'll the plan will work either way. It, it'll work better if you keep less there. But hey, if that's your right. comfort level, then keep it there. Yeah, especially you if know, you've got if, it done. But you know, if that's half your savings, or even twenty percent, or ten percent of your savings is in cash, just sitting there, you know, but you haven't saved enough or positioned enough in kind of the, those long-term goal buckets. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a different discussion because now it might not work right now. You're holding yourself back from a, a plan long-term that might not work because your comfort level is, is too low. So that again, comes down to having that discussion to say, well, here's the options. You know, either we have to lower our income need mm -hmm. because we're, we're not going to be able to grow long-term to keep up with inflation, or we have to shift some of that to, to maybe reposition it into a long-term type of need. 
So. And, and so is that where you kind of, you know, as an advisor, people will get different kind of scenarios ran, right? So you can kind of show the, you know, the potential client in black and white. Okay, look, I get what you're saying. I've heard what you're saying, you know, what you want to accomplish. However, it's not, it's not going to happen the way that it currently is. So here's right. like option A, here's option B, that kind of thing. If we, if we reduce this to this amount and invest it, you know, that might get us to your goal fast, that, that kind of thing, right? And that, that, that's more, I would say, on the kind of the implementation side of the plan, you know, the building that plan out, we're making some general inflation and growth assumptions. And we always err on the conservative side from a growth standpoint. Right, right. But when you get to the, the point of making that plan work, now let's, you know, build that scenario in to say, okay, in, in this, we kind of bridge that discussion, especially if there's a lot of lazy money up front. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll have that discussion of okay, if somebody has 10% of their, their savings or more, let's say, in just cash, liquid money, lazy money, you know, we'll start to have that discussion. Well, how much of it do you want in the plan to say we're not going to spend it, right? Right. That's what right, we call yeah. the lazy money. We just don't plan on ever spending it in the plan versus how much do you want us to show being implemented somehow to be used, mm. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so we'll wrap it up with this. So uh, again, at the, at the federal open market committee meeting, uh, the FOMC is when uh, Pals, you know, was having that conversation. And so basically right here, it says um, it's, where's this at? Uh, uh, The meeting suggested that there's a 90% likelihood of a fed rate cut by March. uh, And that in December, when they had a conversation, the FOMC was clearly dovish. Uh, how, what an yeah, interesting yeah. term uh, about uh, the, the markets pricing and there's, again a ninety percent chance of a cut. So if they start to cut, what does that do for? Does that change anything for folks in retirement already? Is it something? Because obviously the point being is that it's it's not when the interest rates are really high, you don't want us to go borrowing money. So let's say you're going to redo your kitchen, um, you know. The conversation's been, well, where do I, what, what account do I pull that money from, Phil? Because I want to redo the kitchen, but I don't want to go get a home equity loan right now because the rates are high. Well, if they start cutting that, that could make it, you know, maybe give you another different option for folks in retirement as to where to access money. And, and yeah, so the rate cuts are going to affect different things, right? The savings, it's going to be, you're going to start to see that, that rate slide. To right. your point in the beginning, we've already started to see kind of what that might look like with you know, future CD rates, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at this point, um, if you're, you've got too much lazy money in there, if you're really comfortable with it, you better have locked in a, a 12 month CD or something because chances are right. when that matures, it's going to be a much lower rate. You know, if just you're looking for that, where right. we're at, if you're looking for that. But yeah, if you're borrowing. On the, on the borrowing side, yeah, maybe wait. But I mean, like a home equity loan, those are variable rate loans anyways. You know, so even if you borrow at it today, you might be at a higher interest rate for a little bit of time, but that should over time start to to diminish. So ultimately, I guess, Phil, if you're already retired, let's just wrap it up with this. Does the Fed swinging the rates, does it really do anything for folks already in retirement or is it more perceived and we get more worried because the news makes it a bigger deal for us? Like, Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it, it, the Fed's changing rates. I mean, it happens all the time, right? It, it's been more dramatic over the last 12, 18 months. It's been massively we, We've dramatic. gone through some yeah. crazy, yeah, crazy things with the inter- inflation just skyrocketing and then the Fed's reacting to try to cut it. Um, 
Yeah. So long term, to me, it's it's noise. It's market noise, right? Things happen. Markets go up, markets go down. Interest rates go up and down. Inflation goes up and down. Your, your long-term plan is the long-term plan. It shouldn't be changed based on what's happening in a market today. Now, should you make a little bit of, you know, modifications to your point, borrowing, you know, you're planning on doing a big improvement, you know, should you go out and refinance your house to do that? Well, no, probably not, because chances are in another six months, a year, those long-term rates are going to have started to decline. You know, if it's on something like a home equity that's a variable rate, it, it's not going to matter much because it will follow those interest rates and start to decline over time. Gotcha. You know, so I always warn trying to make um, plan changes just based on normal market activity. I mean, the, you big, know, as, the big as, news of the day. Yeah. Right. As, as, as uncomfortable and as out of the norm as this last year has been in the big long-term picture, it's normal. It happens. Gotcha. You know, That's kind of what I was wondering. When you're in the middle of it, it, it's not normal. It feels bad, right? Same thing with market corrections. I mean, they're going to happen. You know, historically, seven to 10 years is kind of what we've seen. These cycles back and forth, terrible when you're in the middle of it, if you're focusing on it. But if you've thought about that ahead of time and have a plan and things structured such to comp to, to kind of counter those so that it doesn't affect your plan, then it, now it's just a matter of stepping back and, and breathing easy to say, yep, I know this is going to happen. So we're in the middle of that. Did it change our scenario today? It shouldn't have if you structure things right. So don't overreact to those situations. So, that's kind of what I was wondering. And as a New yeah. Year's resolution, our, our New Year's show kind of thing kicking back off, that's really kind of uh, what we tend to do, right? Sometimes, you know, well, I just started here. off talking it's, about yeah. the, about this smoothie, and it's like, you know, if you're yeah. if you're if you're looking to lose, a, if you're only a couple of pounds, if you put on a couple of pounds during the holiday season from all the good food and stuff, um, you know, do you need to, you know, you know, jump off the deep end into some crazy diets or something to lose just yeah. a few pounds? You know, obviously, if you, you know, if this is a lifelong issue where you need to, you know, really get serious about changing your dietary habits for health reasons, that's different. That's a bigger planning strategy, right? Versus, hey, I put on five yes. pounds due to sugar cookies uh, during the holidays. Don't go crazy uh, trying to lose that five pounds. Little tweaks, right? You could easily right. do right. that. Oh, Same yeah. Kind of little thing with little tweaks aren't going to, you know, dramatically change your plan. Yeah, but, right. I mean, the gotcha. point is, is, is all these should have been thought out ahead of time and discussed with an advisor, you know, or okay. I mean, if you're not just if you're doing it on your own, these are things you need to think about, because this is where wrong decisions get made, right? right? It, right. It's in the middle of these emotional times where it's like, oh, the feds are going to cut rates. So I better do whatever. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about it. You know, market gotcha. markets okay. are always kind of pre- you know, predicting or not predict, they react ahead of time. How to say it quite right, but yeah, I mean, they're you know they, the fact that the Fed had has done nothing yet, right? Other than hinted at, they've not cut rates. They they've, may, not, yeah. they've not come out well, and said by this time we felt, will. You know, well, but yeah. they didn't even say that. That was the interpretation. That was the interpretation. You know, interpretation, 90, you know yeah. so so chances are yes, but the market has taken that as they will. And we've seen the effect of that in the, you know, the last few months of the year is that's just been a great market, which yeah. a lot of that's the Christmas rally time. Anyways, it's a good time. And they the read, yeah, they read this into just that kind stuff. So fuel that fire. So gotcha. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that's our conversation on lazy money. Uh, you know, regardless, you know, make sure that, you know, of 
And it's the same thing we say all the time, regardless of whatever's happening in the economy, we all we all want a good economy, clearly, and you want right. to retire in a good economy, but you also have to be prepared to retire in any economy, it's, uh, right. whether you're retired or getting ready to retire. So make sure your plan is working. Make sure you don't have too much lazy money, uh, money that's just sitting there and not keeping up with inflation. Yep. Again, you got to have that comfort level, but you can't go hog wild. So make sure you're having that conversation with your advisor on finding the right balance for your plan and your portfolio. And of course, if you need Phil, uh, need some help, Phil's always around 248-888-7530, 248-888-7530. It's on the screen for those folks watching. And of course, you can stop by philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. We'll see you next time here on the podcast. Thank you, my friend. Thanks. Have a great day. We'll catch you next week on Phil's Tax Hacks and other Phil. retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.